What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, What's Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Joey, man. Just another day on the Wealth of Wild Wall Street podcast. Just standard, right? <laughs> no, this is a, an extremely interesting interview with Mark Pellets. Yeah. What, what sort of takeaways did you have from this interview today? I'll tell you the first thing that struck me about Mark when I met him is he's a thinker. In fact, the first thing he asked me, literally we just met for the first time in the hallway. He says, Joey, do you think about your thinking? And I immediately thought of Nelson Nash. And then after this interview, I kind of put these two together. Mark has obtained financial freedom, just like Nelson. And they were thinking at a different level. It's like they've been freed up to think deeper than most people. Well, I think that's kind of the self, self-actualization self point. When you have achieved success, right. then you start looking for new motivations, new ways to help others. It's interesting, though, that you went that way because I thought more about how, how Mark obtained success at a really early age. And then forgot and quit doing the things that had got him to that point that led him to literally rock bottom. Yeah, no doubt. In fact, as you're listening to this, I think one of the things you'll take away is how he he pulled himself back up and he took steps that were uncomfortable, but how it's now led to even more success I think than before. it's those steps that we all could learn from that will help us on our own journey to exactly. financial freedom. And maybe even from some of the lessons and interesting stories that he does share, because this is definitely a little bit um, colorful <laughs> and, and, and as it relates to most of our podcasts. If you're, you're riding around with kids, you might want to, you may want to avoid this one with them. Not <laughs> that it gets too out of bounds, but for, for our typical family show, I'd say there's a couple areas that, we all could learn from and hope to avoid, or maybe someone we know we could help steer them away from. I want to get more into the weeds with this, and let's just do it in the interview. Let's jump into this interview today with Mark Pellets. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, Don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the show. Today we have Mark Pellets joining us. Mark, so glad to have you, man. Nice to be here. Mark, I love your story. I'm so grateful to share it with our audience today. And as I often have the um, privilege or lack thereof to ask a really difficult question at the very beginning. Before we press record, you were telling me about an experience that you had that's changed your life for the better, but we we got to go through it one more time. Take us back to the moment when you were 41 years old, you were broke, sitting on the side of the road, 
not having a home, borrowing a thousand dollars to stay in a hotel room. Yeah, that was a dark time in my life. That's for sure, guys. And uh, I don't want to take myself emotionally back there because uh, I don't need to feel that type of pain and re remorse anymore. And I don't have any regrets. But um, at 41 years old, I found myself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And uh, last but not least, I was financially bankrupt. And I had had enough of what I had been doing that had got me there. And I made a decision. You know, to be bold, uh, I will say that at that moment, I reached out to God, a God that I didn't know, a God that I believed in, but I didn't know and, and told him I had enough and could he help me. And uh, after I had done that, I called up maybe the last person on earth who might help me out at this point. And they gave me $1,000 um, and told me it was a gift. Uh, if I ever could, I'll pay him back. That's fine, but no, no obligations. And here you go. And I got myself a, a hotel room in Sarasota, Florida, on the North Trail. And I found a car down the street. Ironically, the office I own now is right next door to the car lot that I borrowed. I rented a car with no air condition. And uh, I got in that hotel room, and I started remembering my past. I had had some success in my past for sure. And I remembered how I started and I made a decision. You know, it always begins with a decision and a desire. And I made a decision I wasn't going to live like this anymore. And I had a burning desire that I was going to get back to better than I ever was before. And I was going to get financially stable again. And I wrote on a go ahead, you got a question? Well, no, no, I I I want to I want to hear about that. But if it's all right, I don't press pause because I want to come back to that card, but I, I want to hold up on that if that's okay. So every, every, everyone who would have known you up to that point, though, would have said, Mark has been uber successful for 20 years. So I want to go back 20 years to age 21, where you're buying your first house with no cash, no money in the bank, and, and getting a rental property that even your parents wouldn't give you money to do. <laughs> and what happened from there? Yeah, well, I was a defiant kid. My parents said, no, I said, go. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that was probably all I needed was to tell them no. And I'm living in Arizona and they're in Massachusetts. They told me no. And that was all it took. Well, when they said no, I, I had my mind made up. The house at that point, it was 1978. It was a $13,000 house. And um, I found a way to buy it with that. Back then they would you know, we knew in our age group when just before the uh, crash last time, anybody who could fog up America could get a loan. Well, back in 1978, you could get a loan and put money back in your pocket. All you had to do is find a willing seller who'd carry back a second and, you know, have people believe in you. And I, I believed in me. And that's one of the main ingredients is, yeah, I talk about God and my reliance on God. And yes, he's my partner. And we're going to get more into that because you guys want to. But the fact of the matter is when you believe in yourself, you know, when you believe in yourself, you become unstoppable. And if you don't listen to what other people say, dream stealers and negative people, and you've got something inside of you and you're going for it, that was what it took then. And that's what it took again 20 years later. So I bought my first house with no money down, got money back and proceeded to do that over and over again for the next three, four years. I ended up with over a hundred and something houses in Whoa. Phoenix, Arizona, back in the early eighties, uh, several millions of dollars. And that's when a million dollars was a lot of money.
Well, I mean, what I mean, when you're mid twenties, but you said a hundred properties and and worth a million dollars, like there's some difficulty. I mean, we see now in, especially in sports, that's an easy kind of analogy to, to see, you see young kids getting lots of money and sometimes making bad decisions. Like, could you resonate with that? That was me. I was, uh, I was the, 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 the rock star with, uh, easy, easy money early on with no responsibilities in life and no real mentor that could show me what to do with, with myself and my money and my talent. What did that so, lead to then? Um, that led to, you name it, uh, sex, drugs, alcohol, gambling, um, bad choices, uh, you know, all of it, you know, for me, uh, to be quite honest, you know, uh, cocaine took me down the road that I couldn't stop. Uh, Back in the early late seventies, early eighties, that was the thing to do if you were a movie star or a rock star or an athlete. Cocaine was cool. They didn't. We didn't know about it being addictive and all the things that we know now about it. Like we know back then, heroin was awful, but cocaine wasn't. Right. And uh, I and nobody could tell me anything. Picture me, twenty-five years old, several millions of dollars defiant to the world. Everything I touched was turning to gold. You try to tell me I've got a problem? No, uh, just look at the car that I'm driving or look at, you know, just look at me. Yeah. And um, by the time that I knew I had a problem, there was nothing I could do about it. Mm. So, and, so walk us through like, how did your story go from the mid twenties to your 41 and broke? Like what, what happened in that time frame? Yeah. I stopped doing the things that I did to get me there. Reading the books that I read, hanging with the people that I hung with, going to seminars that I went to, um, and, and basically down the, you know, the GPS, I didn't respond to the GPS. I was going the wrong way and I didn't know how to stop it. And uh, even when I tried to, it was futile until uh, 1998. So. Well, it and I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, again, I, I know a little bit about you, Mark, and, and you're such a positive, upbeat person. And I know the rest of this interview is, is going to share that. But I, I appreciate you being vulnerable and talking about those things, because here's the thing is that success sometimes can bring the wrong things into our life. And there's a person listening to you who, who wants nothing more than success. And, and if not careful, can lead themselves to the traps of success. I, I thank you for sharing those things. But you're a man, as you said, that who loves to read, who's loved to learn. And when you when you started using your brain, that's what created the opportunities. Talk about now at age 41, riding on a card, you said a three by five index card. What did you write on that card? Well, uh, Quite simply, the front was real simple. It said uh, 50 rental units by the time I'm 50 years old. And the back of it had a little description on how I was going to do that. Well, and wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Why was that important to you? Like, what was what was the 50 rental units going to provide to you that you didn't have at that time? Well, it's interesting you asked that. And I'm going to jump start or jump it ahead to where I am today because it made me think. You know, I have a goal this year of uh, 100 days skiing and a million vertical feet. And 
by doing that goal, everything that will happen on the way to me doing it is much more substantial than the goal. I have to have some purpose in front of me. You have to have some goal. So this was a big one that was a little insurmountable considering my state at the time at 41 and broke. But I had learned this before. I had done it before uh, when I read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So I was actually copying a formula in my mind that I had done before. So I already believed it. And that's what's important. It's the beliefs that we have. And even if the belief, see, the beliefs that we have that just ain't so are the ones that hold us back the most. Mm. And the beliefs that many of us have, they don't really believe that what we think about determines everything in our life. But the truth is it does. So if you're one listening right now and you think the things that you think about don't matter, I'm here to tell you that's exactly the wrong thing. The more we think about what we want to create in our life, the clearer the vision that we get for what we want to accomplish in our life, the clearer we are and the more we're determined to take steps towards that thing every day, the more sure that you're going to be that it's going to happen because it happens every time for those who take action on their dreams. It's not always it. Most of us put in one year, they set our goals too high, but what we can do in five years too low. But the main thing is, back to the card i put that on a, a thing that was a pretty big nine-year plan and it was big enough that i knew i'd have to get into action i'd have to stay focused on that thing until i got there and who i became on the way of getting there was much more important than getting there because it's who you become on this journey of life that means much more than what we get it's who are we going to help how are we going to make our, this world a better place what are we going to do for somebody else and how are we going to take what god's given us and use it for the good to make a difference in today's world. Oh, so good. I love that. Now tell us about the first house on that journey to 50, because you mentioned that had a, a kind of a significant impact in your life, and you held on to that for a while. Well, it was actually the second house. Oh, it was the second. Okay, okay. come the on. The first please. one I bought was I got, got found another one, no money down, and not to digress a little bit. I didn't mention the first one, but the next one I got was a piece of property that had an apartment attached to it, and... Uh, I took residence in the apartment while I rented out the house. A great strategy for those of you who don't have very much money and are just starting out. I think they call it house hacking or something, something like that. Now, you know, I guess I was house hacking. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't have any money, but hey, I can get this property and live here, rent it out and live for free. Boy, I felt rich right then. And it was really important to start feeling rich because our thoughts, most of us, when we think, we put out good thoughts, we can make goals, we can make dreams. Our thoughts, they're the language of our, our mind. They send a signal out there to the universe. Our feelings, that's the language of our body and they bring it back like a magnet. So you gotta get your mind and your feelings congruent with each other to open up your heart and see the light. Because once you see the light, that's when you are inspired to take steps in that direction every day. But how do you do that? How do you get where the, those two things are congruent? Because most of us are thinking, yeah, I got to do this, I got to do that. But they're feeling, oh, no. Like it's somebody who's out of shape and got to go to the gym. And they're thinking, good thoughts, I got to get in shape for 2021. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But then they sit home and start eating bonbons and watching TV. And they spend another weekend drinking beer and eating potato chips. 
And why did what? you just describe Joey's weekend? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Could, uh, I was waiting for you guys to start ribbing each other. Were you uh, Were you looking in my window this weekend? <laughs> that, that sounds like a like a extra um, a double decker for Joey. There, that's 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 an amazing thing. So, but you you mentioned that that second house. You got to start thinking. You got to start c- connecting your heart and your feelings and putting those congruently together. And you said you were living in that apartment. You have this goal of owning fifty houses. And you told us a story about continuing to live in that house until you hit 50, right? Yes. I stayed right there, stayed humble, stayed small, stayed living within my means because like we talked about, to me, rich is just you make more money than you spend. Yep. You just keep earning more and let your lifestyle go with it, but never living above your means, which is what I did when I was young. Wasn't the reason I lost everything though, but it was a lesson that I somehow learned. Live below your means uh, and feel rich. Well, that's the richest man of Babylon. Are you looking for ways to implement ideas, get exposure to new ones, and be surrounded by people on the same journey as you? Joey, where can they go to do that? Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash community. You can join for free today. So you, you got richest man of Babylon, George Clayson. I mean, what a, what a wonderful story. And if you never read this book that Mark is holding in his hand, it is a story about a man who lived wealthy, but he lived, as Mark said, below his means. And, and that doesn't mean scrimp and save, scrimp and save. It means create wealth, have that have, uh, set that goal to multiplying and, and constantly doing it. Don't spend that goal, spend, spend the earnings of that goal to do what you want to do. And then the richest man of Babylon lived very well, but he just lived off 70%. In this book, if you see it, the pages are yellow and it's crinkling. I brought it out from Florida last week to come back so I could get myself back to the books that I've read that got me to where I am. Yeah. And it's the books, uh, you know, if you saw my library and the books and the tapes. And so this was one that meant something to me. And as I was reading it again, this just opened it up. It was, oh, no wonder why it's been so effective for so many years. I learned my lesson. That's yeah. Right. So, so Mark, you mentioned setting the goal was powerful for you because it put something ahead of you and it also forced you to become somebody that you weren't at that time. Right. Was there any sort of like motivation from a financial standpoint, like that those 50 units were going to create the certain cash flow or anything like that? Or is it just simply, I know if I have a goal, I'm going to, I'm going to move towards it quickly and we're going to, I'm going to have that. Well, when I put that on the card, it wasn't about how much money I was going to have at that time, but it wasn't long after where I got back dialed into routine, regular goal setting uh, with, with, you know, smart goals, you know, specified, measured, attainable, uh, relative, and timely. Uh, but I wasn't there when I put the card on, which is what you asked me, but it wasn't long. You know, I, I've always been a, a goal setter, you know, um, in you know, almost to a fault, but there's no fault in planning out your life. Most people plan their vacation more than they plan their life. I choose to plan every year of my life and to check myself quarterly to either pivot or see if I'm on the right track. So goal setting is, you know, uh, you know, if you start to think about what you think about and set goals, if you just do those two things in any arena of your life, and take action and make a plan around it, 
you're going to uh, get much farther than 97% of the rest of the world, as shown in studies with Harvard and Yale and all kinds of studies over the years. Well, well, Mark, Maybe even more than that, right? Well, you, you just said something that I don't think most people have even heard before. You said to think about your thinking. Explain what that means. Yeah, and it, it means just that. The most <laughs> important thing that we do every day is to think. We have 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day. 91% of those thoughts that we have today will have the same thoughts tomorrow. So just think about this for a minute while we're thinking about what we think about. <laughs> <laughs> think about just impressing a small amount of your conscious on your unconscious to that 9% of your thinking that you can make a difference on. That's like Las Vegas odds. Las Vegas builds their casinos on 51%. If you take control of the things that you think about and direct them towards the, the things that you want to be, have, do in your life, you will start to move the needle and build synaptic pathways in your brain that will start taking you down a different lane. Almost like the computer and all the algorithms they have now, they know what you're thinking about. You could put in, you want to see information about something in a town and you could put something in. They know both your personalities. They'll give you two different things based on what they know about. So this is about taking control of your own life and your own thoughts and building your own pathways to steer your rocket ship to who you really want to be. Okay, I want to bring that, that, first of all, thank you, because that helps to give a very, that was a kind of a deep dive in my mind. Bring me back to like an example, okay? So, because somebody heard you, they're like, yeah, they're nodding their heads. Yes, okay, I understand. I get what you're saying. But bring me to an everyday example that someone is thinking about, but they don't realize, they haven't stopped to think about the fact that they're thinking it, and it's holding them back. Well, first of all, you got to make a decision and you got to get pay attention to your thoughts. And the easiest way to get started for most people that I've coached or trained is to pay attention to the negative thoughts you have. Okay. All right. What's, what's, what's an example of one of those that you have either uncovered yourself or helped others uncover? Well, anytime you say I can't or try, those are two words in any sentence that you, anybody would put. You want a specific example? I can't stop eating ice cream when it's in my refrigerator. Okay, you know, that's bullshit, excuse me, uh, because I can, but I got to start thinking about it. And so the thinking process begins with changing your negative thoughts into positive thoughts. At least that's how it started with me. There was a great book called uh, The Mental Diet uh, by Emmett Fox. Okay, it's a seven day mental diet. And, and um, have you guys heard of Emmett Fox? No. I, I have not. Joey struggles with diets, but this could be one you could be on top of, bro. <laughs> this would be harder than any other I diet. Mean, you would think does. I was 400 pounds, Mark, the way he talks about me. It's ridiculous. Well, I can if tell you it's because metabolism he's... like a stinking goat. You would, dude. Like, as much as I, I can tell you it's because he has his own issues with it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Back to this, uh, the, the seven day diet. Get off me. of me. I, I like to stay on Joey. And I don't mean Mark. You really want to know how you start thinking about things and start to make. You what, you want me to tell, give examples of how somebody that's listening may be able to take this and apply it to their life now? 100%. Yes. Okay. So begin identifying your thoughts. When you have a negative thought, first, you got to pay attention to it. When that negative thought comes, your first job is to switch it to a positive thought. The best positive thought, no, maybe not the best, but a really good one, is the opposite of what you're thinking about. Okay. 
Um, but if you can't think of an opposite positive, what I turn to is I always switch it to God. A negative thought comes, I'll go right to God. A negative thought comes, I'll go right to God. Negative thought comes. And so, so that's the first becoming aware consciously of the things that you're thinking about. And then it begins a process of, of really making a decision that each day that you're going to um, take some thinking time and watch where your thoughts go. That's not meditation. Okay, it could be a form of it, but it's thinking about what you think about, because once you learn how to do it, you're going to learn how to consciously direct the thoughts in the direction of you want what you want. So most people in the world spend more time thinking about negative things, like half the world's thinking about COVID right now. Right. So let's use that as a huge example. You know, people that are watching the news, watching TV, reading all the stuff about it, this, that, and all of that kind of crap. Well, Okay, first of all, I haven't watched the news for over 20 years or read a newspaper. And I know that might sound like I'm uninformed, but it's what you focus on gets bigger. But if the thoughts about COVID are bringing you down and giving you anxiety and fear, first of all, you got to get out of anxiety and fear. And I can tell you how to do that also. I can give you the exact direction out of anxiety and fear. But I lost my thoughts thinking about what I'm thinking about. No. I'm going to give you the example. I didn't really, I didn't really lose it. No, no. The, you were doing a great job of explaining to us not to focus on those negative things. And the focusing on the negative things is only going to breed more negative things. When, when you say, don't think about, you know, the pink elephant in the room, the first thought is a pink elephant in the room. Right. You're, like you're, if you're, you're up at the golf yeah. tee and you say, don't, I'm not going to hit the ball in the water. You're thinking yeah. about the water. The ball goes in the water. <laughs> exactly. You shouldn't even be thinking about hitting the ball. You should be thinking about making a good golf swing. These are now things that talking. Joey have never done in his whole life, but he's oh wished my he would. <laughs> this coming from Tiger Woods himself over here. <laughs> All right. So Mark, I, I would love to go down this trail and I, I know we're running out of time. So I want to, I want to kind of start uh, finishing this up. You, you have a, an amazing book that I would encourage people to go read. Um, it is, it is uh, uh, from the cover, one would believe it was about real estate investing, right? Because the, the name of the book was think like a real estate investor, but you say it does have a little bit to do about real estate investing, but it has a lot more to do with how you think, correct? Uh, exactly. It ha has a lot more to do with life, how you think and how to get yourself from where you are today to where you might want to go with some specific directions and some tools that you can pick up to use for it. And by the way, for someone listening to Mark and not knowing, he's staring out the uh, out his window at a lake that is at the bottom of Keystone, Colorado, uh, a very envious place for myself. Uh, I, I love this. I love the fact that you have a goal to ski 100 days this year at, uh, at a million uh, altitude. That's pretty cool. And I would I would just like tell people as you're listening to the story, I mean, it has lots of ups and downs. But the reality is, is that Mark has been creating his story through his mind, but also through the love of Christ and something Joey and I share on, on the podcast a lot is our faith. And I, I really appreciate you being very vulnerable and talking about that because it, we, we all come to God in different ways. We are all um, worshiping something and we know we need, we need someone in our life. And he's the one that helps create that. Talk about that last little bit, if you don't mind of, of yeah. how, how, how's faith um, a, a part of your story. Yeah. Well, we go back to when I was 41 years old in that hotel room. Um, it wasn't long after that, that I made a decision and, uh, 
to find find the relationship with God. And, and I don't, my way is not like anybody else's way. Probably we all come to God or Jesus our, our own way. Uh, but I started uh, for five years. I literally uh, wrote to God every day. I wrote a letter to God every morning. And that began uh, a relationship of getting to know God and starting to trust God. And, uh, you know, now that part of my life is uh, same. I don't write to God every day, although I have uh, pads of paper close by. Uh, but I do start off every day with a, with a you know, uh, uh, a strict, disciplined uh, practice that has uh, prayer, meditation, gratitude practice, exercise, affirmation, and uh, it's about connecting with God, creative energy, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the God or Jesus is the name we know uh, here, but it do you don't have to necessarily call it that, but there is a power out there that you need to find. And by finding that and aligning yourself with that energy, it lifts you up, which lifts other people up and lifts the world up. And um, that that's a important part of my life. There's a great book out there. I keep mentioning books. Obviously, it's the books that have meant as much as people in my life. And most of the books I take with me or have duplicates because I study the same books, but Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking, that's magical for finding a relationship with God. Uh, and it talks about bringing God into uh, every part of your life. Yeah, no, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. This has been such a, a super value to to pick your brain, to to hear your your thoughts on thinking and life and real estate. Um, I, I want to end this, though. You you have a, a shirt on that has three different symbols. <laughs> it, it has a fist, a rocket, and a heart. Clearly, those have meaning in your life. And I know you have a vision uh, of changing the world. So would you mind just sharing those three things and then we'll yeah. point people, uh, to, you know, please share too, or how people can connect with you. Um, yeah, these do mean a lot. And I hope they're going to be known across the world someday for sure. Uh, the fist bump is for you to knock out the memories and the fears of the past. Anything that's held you back from becoming anything you're supposed to be, knock them out. The rocket ship is point your rocket, your brain at the clear vision of the future that you want to create for yourself. And the heart signature is uh, love. Bring love to everything that you do in your life will raise the vibrations of the world. That, and, that's so uh, cool. You, and you have a vision for the world. T talk a little bit about that and, and how we can connect with you um, to, to learn more about that. Well, the vision for the world that I have is us all working together to doing our best to making the world a better place. And I think anybody who gets to a place in their life where they have enough or they really get a clear picture, we all wanna help other people. So the question is how are we gonna get the, the collective consciousness together to collaborate where we can overcome the stigma that's been going around in uh, the things that we visibly see that aren't really what's happening. You know, it's us people that know that there is a God and he's leading the way that everything's gonna be good. We need to collaborate together with others to make sure that we make the world a better place. And, uh, uh, how we're doing that. It's really one person at a time. One, this, you know, may lead to something else between us. We never know because we, when you find like-minded people that are congruent together and learn how to collaborate, knowing that we're not in competition with each other, we're here for the same reason. It's not just to make money. It's to make the world a better place, however we can do it. And God wants us to be rich. Mm -hmm. He does. And uh, follow you guys 
because you guys are the wealth without the Wall Street. <laughs> how, how can people connect uh, connect with you uh, outside of the podcast? Yeah, they can connect with me, markpellets.com, uh, M-A-R-C-P-E-L-L-E-T-Z.com. Or hopefully I sent you over a bio or something with yeah. some information that you can connect to it. I'm not very good at all this Facebook and social media and you know I'm until last week I was still Mark Pellets AOL <laughs> so, you, so you know you know that goes back to you find the who's not the you know not the how's you know I'm still getting up with this technology stuff and uh, hopefully we sent you out some information where people can find me if they want to and hopefully we're going to connect again yeah, yeah, we'll we'll link that all up in the show notes, Mark. And uh, man, can't thank you enough for being willing to come on. I knew whenever we met here in Birmingham, and one of the first questions you asked me was, "Do you think about your thinking?" I was like, "Wait a minute, this is the kind of guy we need to connect with." Nelson Nash himself used to ask us the very same question, and uh, man, it's just been really great to hear your perspective on the world and um, and how how true wealth is created. So, thank you again for being here. Thank you. And maybe next time we'll talk some real estate, real, real estate. <laughs> That's right. Let's do it. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. And if this show inspired you, please share it with someone who needs to hear it today and go check out markpellets.com. Have a great day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.